about agreeing with Donald uh, with uh, Biden's policy on the environment. Yeah. This is about agreeing with him on the and direction. I totally of get that, and that's why we, we we like these people who have done that. These Republicans who have said, right. "I'll put my ideological issues to the side for a moment, and we'll get back to it." But Joe, when does get when do you get back to it? What does getting back to it look like? Do you so Donald Trump doesn't win in twenty twenty four because some Republicans uh, support Democrats. When does it end? Do you ever get your party back? I don't think so, Ali. I'm going to give you a crappy answer. I don't think it ever ends. I, I wish I were 30 years old because I could be in this fight and maybe then it would happen in my lifetime. But no, I think that party is gone and there aren't enough of us conservatives to form another party right now. Maybe one day, but that day is far off. Our job now, look, we have, I have to suck it up. And that's fine, as Michael said, to, to, to serve democracy. But there's no philosophical home for us now. I've accepted that. I'm, 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 I'm not a Republican and I'm not a conservative. You two are making me very sad. There's another column right now, and you tweeted about this. Uh, it's actually from Lucid. You say voting is also an act of faith. In the past, many of us have trusted the election system to work or never really thought much about what happens after we cast our ballots. That's no longer the case, given widespread practices of election subversion and the threats to election workers. So that's a psychological thing, right? The idea that yes. we are now making people think your vote's either not important or it can't be trusted uh, as to what happens once you cast your ballot. Yes, this is a psychological warfare operation, and Donald Trump never say he's lazy. Since 2016, he invested hundreds of hours, uh, you know, trying to convince uh, voters that there was fraud. But the end game of all of this is to make voters, American voters, think that the electoral system is so compromised, I, is so fraudulent what, we'll and corrupt. We'll, 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 we'll come back to that in a minute. You know, they're very sad. They're very sad that the Republican party's gone sure they're sad the controlled opposition party is gone that's what they're sad about a new day's dawning with a movement a populist nationalist movement that will not back down will take any grief from them and just roll them up and crush them that's what they're sad about and he's right that party the old republican party of compromise and defeat is gone i want to bring in now rudy giuliani rudy the mayor greatest mayor at new york's ever had is about to do a live press conference we're going to cover i think jane zirkel is going to get that up and we're going to cover that live on our Getter uh, feed. Rudy uh, joins us by phone. Rudy, what has driven you to actually have a live press conference in New York City today talk about crime? Well, I mean, several things. First, I think this is our last stop. This is the last station before we pull into full-out socialism, communism, authoritarian government, and government in favor of criminals rather than uh, innocent people. The uh, lack of regard for innocent people with statements like, why is crime important? It's a Republican uh, conspiracy. People are dying every day. Uh, people are dying in New York. People are dying in Chicago. People are dying in Philadelphia in record numbers. 17 records set last year. I didn't, you know, we didn't do it, but it was all in Democrat cities. This, I mean, I'm going to show them. This is a this is a crime wave of massive proportions caused by their policies. It's not caused by poverty. It's not caused by climate change. It's not caused by something we can't figure out. It's caused by three or four specific policies of theirs that reverse policies that work for 20 years to make New York City the safest large city in America and the best example of crime reduction in the world. 
I might even go further and say in the history of the world, why you would reduce it is um, only because you have horrible designs for this country. And you know what it is to make us part of one world. Rudy, hang on for a second, real quickly. What are you recommending? You're giving a press well, conference. Everybody knows so, the Democrats came in live bet anymore. CNN's been blown up. What are you, Rudy Giuliani, recommending changes as far as politically? And what are you recommending those new leaders do? First of all, there's got to be an across-the-board comprehensive plan. None of this. We, we meet. We change it. Uh, we have an anti-crime unit. Then we take the uniforms off them, and then we don't use them. There has to be a strategic program. Guided by Comstat, I will explain what Comstat is. I don't think they understand it. It's reduced crime in 20 cities and it reduced crime in New York by 85%. And then based on Comstat, which is statistical analysis of crime, and well, let's determine how many more police we need. We need bare minimum two to 3,000 more. We have forgotten that de Blasio took a billion dollars out of the police department. He defunded it. Uh, we need to uh, re- restore that. We need to do what Ronald Reagan did at the beginning of his administration to beat the Soviet Union. We've got to cut everything but the police. The police have to be added to, I don't know the exact number. Comstat will tell us the exact number. could be 3,000. It could be 4,000. It's a lot of money, and it should be taken from the things in the city that are of less priority. And it should does, be Lee Zeldin, does, does Lee, does Lee Zeldin and Henry, uh, does Lee Zeldin and Henry, does Lee uh, Zeldin immediately get rid of the bail law and hold people on substantial bail for crimes? And we should restore the danger element that a judge can consider. We're one of the few states in the country that doesn't uh, do it. I happen to know it better than anyone because it's my case that established the constitutionality of it way back during the Reagan administration, the United States against Salerno. A judge can hold Rudy, you to protect the public. It should be done. Rudy, and he should does, rely does on that, federal law to do it and say federal law supersedes state law. This is this is for the safety of the public. You're staying in prison, pal, until we try you. I mean we're doing it with Rudy, people in uh, in Washington who didn't 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 uh, shoot a, a gun, didn't have a gun. We, we, we have a guy who beat the hell out of a woman, left her for dead, gets let out on bail 12 hours later, comes back 12 hours later and kills her. Well, I mean, that, 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 you might as well say Hochul killed her. The law killed Rudy, her. Rudy, does Lee so Zeldin have to, do does Lee like Zeldin, does Lee Zeldin, does my then, mic uh, We will uh, recommend reestablishment of the career criminal program, which focuses on recidivism. We, we target the top criminals who create the most damage, and we prioritize our law enforcement. So we go after our worst criminals. We don't waste our time on just everybody. At the same time, since we can do two things at once, we reinstall broken windows, and we make people in the neighborhood feel that we're making things safer, and we will make things safer. Uh, enormously, it's enormously important that we let the police know that we have their backs, we give them the benefit of the doubt. We give every criminal the benefit of the doubt. Why don't we? Why, why don't we give police the benefit of the doubt? What that means is do away with this whole idea. Now they have no liability, uh, liability protection. I mean, the mayor could be R- sued a hundred times. I was, and the city pays for it. Cops Rudy, get sued Rudy, once. His family Rudy, does, uh, probably does, can't eat for the rest it, of their does life. Does Lee Zeldin have to? Does and Lee Zeldin have to recognize? And somebody's got to say it most of the time. When criminals assert they've been beaten by the police, 
and this is 50 years of experience, they're lying. Because it is a great tactical advantage to introduce that into, it's a great tactical advantage to introduce that into the case. It becomes leverage, right? It becomes a bargaining chip. Look, I did this for, for 25 years. I know all their tricks. I can tell you when a guy's really been beaten and when the guy is nine times out of 10, 19 times out of 20, using it as a bargaining chip. He may even go smash himself up in the bathroom. I've caught people doing that. So these lefties, every, the guy says, he broke my nose. The minute I hear that, I don't believe that immediately. The guy's a criminal, 40 arrests, you know, rape hey, three Rudy? women. You're going to tell the truth? Hey, Rudy. So we've got to Rudy, does, does Lee Zeldin have to... That may does be Lee Zeldin person. have to fire? Does Lee Zeldin have to fire uh, Alvin Bragg immediately? Is that the first act he has oh, to do well, as a governor? I, I mean, Zeldin will fire Alvin Bragg. The only worry I have about Lee is he'll fire him before he becomes governor. We'll have to redo it because he's so anxious to do it. And Andrew would have done the same thing. And Andrew is uh, doing everything he can, working for Bragg, and he wants only one thing: he wants to deliver Bragg the paper. <laughs> So that guy has killed people in this city. Yeah. Rudy, we got a punch, but we're going to cover your, we're going to pick up on Getter. We're going to pick up your, uh, your uh, press conference live. Uh, we're really looking forward. It's a major event today for Rudy Giuliani to throw down hard against Kathy Hochul and uh, Bragg and this entire Letitia James, the entire apparatus. Rudy, you're doing an amazing job. How do people, what's the social media? How do people follow you? How do they follow all of this? Rudy. Okay, let's let's reboot. Let's reboot. Let's 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 reboot. Let's reboot, Rudy. We're having a tough time. Rudy's having Rudy's having a tough time hearing me. Or he's acting like Steve Bannon does in an interview and just keep boom. (laughs) Just don't ever let him don't ever respond to the question. Just keep answering your own thing. Okay, hang on. I got MTG. I want to play this cold open. I have a very special cold open for uh, Congressman Green. Let's go ahead and play the cold open for Congressman Green. There is an assumption that the House is going to Republicans. Republicans have already promised on day one, some of them anyway, they will start impeachment hearings. What could Washington look like for the next two to four years? Well, the margin matters for a start. So people are watching very closely, assuming, and again, I take Joe's point very seriously, don't assume anything. But um, if you take the House going Republicans, it matters whether Kevin McCarthy has a really tight majority or a big one. If he's got a very small, thin majority from a just a functioning of government standpoint, that's the worst possible outcome. It means he's basically going to be dragged around um, by the far right of his conference. And any time I'm not talking about forget any type of compromise. I mean, that's a no matter what the majority is, it's total gridlock. But I'm just talking basic passing government funding bills, the debt ceiling. They are going to be making unrealistic demands of Kevin McCarthy. And each time one of these things come up, using that to damage him and weaken him. So that's one thing everyone's watching. I think there could be a lot of volatility there. And the other thing that I think people are going to see if the Republicans take a majority is it'll cast into really bright light um, the new Republican Party. And and what I mean by that is not all the obvious things that people have seen with Donald Trump, you know, um, protectionist on trade, 
inching towards isolationism on foreign policy. I'm talking about the attitude towards corporate America. There's been a really fundamental shift in the party. It's not secret. Kevin McCarthy has told me on the record that if he's the speaker, he will not take a meeting with the head of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Just like think about that for a second. This is the <laughs> the leading representative, oh yeah. the, the the lobby group for for corporate America cannot get a meeting. Will not be able to get a meeting with Kevin McCarthy. We broke a story the other night saying he's requesting that they replace their entire leadership team. And the, the view of House Republicans is basically, again, this is not my point of view. I'm trying to channel to you what yes. I hear when I talk to them every day. Is we protected you guys for years in corporate America. We cut your taxes. We lightened your reg regulation. We fought the trial lawyers. And you turned around and on every issue of cultural salience, you sided with Democrats, whether it be the environment, voting rights, you know, go down the list, immigration, mm -hmm. whatever. And so their view is, you know, middle finger, basically. We're, we're, not only are we not going to protect you anymore, we're going to actively look for opportunities to harm you. And the Ron DeSantis playbook in Florida with Disney, that's mm. not some aberration. That is a beacon, a bright beacon for Republicans of what they want to do on the Hill. And to be clear, there's not much they can do substantively. Biden's in the White House, but the oversight is just going to be a star chamber. I mean, you're going to have people yeah. like Larry Fink from BlackRock hauled in, hand on the Bible, you know, ripping him to pieces over his support for ESG. I mean, you're just going to see really aggressive and antagonistic and hostile oversight um, towards the business community. So those are some of the things I'm watching. But, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot more too. The only border they care about is Ukraine, not America's southern border. Under Republicans, not another penny will go to Ukraine. Our country comes first. They don't care about our border or our people. Now in January, Republicans can do two main things. We can investigate and bring accountability to the traitors and the thieves in our government, exposing their corruption and abuse of power. That's right. We can impeach Secretary Mayorkas. We can impeach Merrick Garland. And we can and we will impeach Joe Biden. Jonathan Swan was talking about a new Republican Party formed really with the thinking of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She'll join us next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices. And supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k 
or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene, now Georgia's. Congressman Greene, where are you? Can we know you're campaigning throughout Georgia today? Where are you this morning, ma'am? I am at the great Cobb County GOP headquarters, right here. In- <laughs> We we they, tell they Co- we love we love Cobb County. Oh, Steve Bannon says he loves Cobb County. War room. Loves- <laughs> hey, you got a lot of you've got a lot of war room posse right here, Steve. <laughs> no doubt. Listen, let me go to Jonathan Swan from Axios is one of the smartest political reporters in Washington D.C. Morning Joe is basically the consensus right. thinking of the establishment. Tell me, give me, get, walk me through your analysis of, of Jonathan Swan saying there's a new Republican Party. It's going to be very confrontational with big business because big business betrayed the underlying social and cultural values of MAGA, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, I have to let you know, Steve, I was pretty fired up watching his piece there on MSNBC. I thought Jonathan laid it out quite well. Now, where the rest of the media and the Democrats get it wrong is that's not far right, what he was talking about. It's actually very central to who the Republican Party is, the new Republican Party. You see, it's corporate America that have acted like corporate communists. And this is something that you and I have talked about a lot. They have they have forced their far left radical views um, and, and put them on their employees and their customers through their large and powerful corporations, things like ESG, uh, CRT, anti-white racism, the LGBTQ agenda, which is is totally supporting genital mutilation of kids, um, drag queen stuff in schools, all kinds of disgusting things. And the Republican Party, not the far right, but the Republican Party is not going to allow it anymore. Now, here's something else that happened. It was corporate America that turned their backs on the Republican Party after January 6th. And they said, we won't donate any money. We will not support any Republicans who who supposedly uh, supported in the so-called insurrection um, or or so-called election deniers and voted to object against Joe Biden's electoral college vote. Uh, So the corporate uh, corporate America and these corporations, they are the far left. And by refusing to support Republicans. They sent a clear message to all of us that they don't want to participate in half of this country. As a matter of fact, they don't care about half of this country. All they care about is using their big corporations to push their agenda, the far left Democrat agenda, which is communism, onto their employees and their customers. Well, we aren't going to have it. And, you know, they're trying to say that this is a far right belief in our in our conference. 
but they're going to find out it's very much a central belief in our conference. We stand for the American people. You see, we stand for the American people. The new Republican Party is not going to be the party of the elites in Washington, D.C., or the Beltway, or the large corporations, or the, or the globalist agenda for this country. We are going to be the party for the American people, and that's what they all need to get used to. I think Jonathan Swan and uh, in the Morning Joe crowd that were so shocked when Sean, Swan was talking about that should look at what's the, the good, hardworking folks that play by the rules, the backbone of this country that's right there in Cobb County. That is America right there. Let me ask you, that's he brought right. up a very specific, he brought up a very specific thing about oversight. There's been a lot of discussion of it, you being on the oversight committee. And he talked about the types of Larry Fink and others, the Wall Street, the big corporations that have abandoned America, right? And really wanted to drive this globalist agenda that there would be hearings and there would be oversight investigations. Uh, we've known that you've made a, uh, you've put oversight as a very important element to the new Congress. Can you, is Jonathan Swan correct? Is the oversight committee and other of the committees that will be acting as oversight committees, will they draw in corporate America? Will they drag in the Wall Street tycoons that basically sold us out to the Chinese Communist Party, ma'am? You better bet we will. And I cannot wait to serve on the oversight committee, Steve. Of course, we're going to haul them in because anyone that has, has used their positions or abuse their power, um, especially when it comes to the federal tax dollars and they have sold America out, we are going to haul them in and we are going to provide oversight investigations and hold them accountable because that's exactly what we should do. You can see the people behind me support that. So that's not a Marjorie Taylor Greene far right view. That's very much a people's view. The people of America who pay the tax dollars, who pay for this government, this government needs to remember who the customers are, and that's the American people. Just like these big corporations need to remember that they're a business, not a government. And so we're going to be reminding them of that and make it very clear. I, I want the particularly the, the media audience of watching this show very closely mm. to understand. You're there, Marjorie Taylor Greene right now is on a Saturday in the run-up to one of the most important, if not the most important, midterm election since 1862 in the early years of the Civil War. Cobb County is one of the most important counties in this country. This is this is the mm. backbone of America right there. This is not some fringe. This is not some fringe nope. uh, meeting. This is the backbone of the country. I want to ask one other thing. You've got you've got investigations, but then you had the anvil. The, the founders set up the house. No money can be spent. No money can be appropriated. The, the founders of our nation wanted the House of Representatives to have control of that, not the executive branch, the House, mm. the appropriations bill. How tough is it going to be on this appropriate? How tough is this new Congress going to be on really choking down this radical Biden agenda, whether it's in the Ukraine or the invasion on the southern border, by using the appropriations process to really confront Biden and his illegitimate regime? Well, I'm going to tell you what the Republicans should do on the Appropriations Committee and how they should appropriate that money. This is our opportunity to cut all of the radical funding out of those bills. We should defund anything that Biden has done that hurts America with his America last policies. We should defund, we should defund programs and government agencies that are anti-American. And that's what we've had for the past two years. So that's what the Republican Appropriations Committee should do. And you'll see the American people, our voters and, and people like myself calling very loudly for that to happen. Um, but I think we're going to see a different type of conference over the next two years. One, I am very excited 
to work in and, and be a part of, um, because I think Republicans have really seen a difference. And that's in large part to the leadership of our favorite president, President Trump, uh, in his four years of his presidency. And we're also looking forward, uh, Steve, to what he's got, his big announcement coming up next week. Let me just ask you before we lose appropriations for a second. You've been one of the, at the forefront mm-hmm. of talking about the debt ceiling and really having to have a negotiation, a conversation about raising the debt ceiling. The Democrats this weekend are trying to scare our senior citizens by saying, oh, they're going to hold the debt ceiling hostage to take away Social Security and Medicare. You know that's a bald-faced lie. But mm-hmm. in, in addressing the debt ceiling, do you believe that we should use the debt ceiling if we're going to raise it at all, since we have over $30 trillion of debt now and the numbers are coming out the interest payment alone is going to be eight hundred billion dollars on what we've uh, what we've spent already. Do, do you mm-hmm. think it is appropriate for the House of Representatives to have a meaningful and tough negotiations on the debt ceiling in the lame duck? Yeah, we have to, Steve, because the reality is this: we're over thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. Americans are in debt. We we have nearly one trillion dollar of personal credit card debt by by people here in this country, and that's because our economy has so, been so bad. Over the past couple of years, we also have like one in six Americans can't pay their rent, can't pay their bills. We have serious problems. So what we have to do as Republicans, when we're in control of the purse and we're we're setting these appropriation bills and our budget is we have to refuse to raise the debt ceiling. We have to get spending back under control and we have to do that by any means possible. And if that means the government shutdown, then I'll be calling for a government shutdown because this government... And you can see the people support what I'm saying, see, because this government shut our country down with those COVID shutdowns. They destroyed businesses. They took away our freedom of speech. They hurt our children and our children's education. And they hurt so many people. And we have not forgotten. It's this government that has put us in over $31 trillion in debt. And so you see, if it takes extreme measures is what the Washington will call it. And those that are offended in the media by shutting the government down. The people back here and people all over the country will not care because it's the government that deserves the lesson, not the American people. Um, and I just want to make sure they're going, they're trying to scare people with Social Security and, and Medicare. That's not touchable. But all the rest of the spending, including defense spending, including Medicaid spending, is everything's on the table. Uh, the Washington Post, one of the lead columnists today, Philip Blimp, actually went after you on your speech the other day in Sioux City in front of President Trump, when you when you specifically mm-hmm. talked about the Ukraine, uh, he said uh, he said she's trying to politicize it. She's not really interested in the southern border. What is your mm-hmm. response, ma'am? Well, they're completely lying about me and those people haven't interviewed me. Isn't it interesting, Steve, how MSNBC and all these people in the media, they don't ever have me on their shows and they don't ever interview me and ask what I actually think and what I say. They just lie about me with their big, powerful platforms. But let's do talk about that, because I think Ukraine is a very important issue. You see, the the warmongers, the ones that absolutely just love war, never ending wars. They're all about the Department of the uh, Department of Defense funding. They're all about, you know, the military industrial complex and continuing that giant industry while they forget about all the small businesses all over America. And they don't care about our southern border. Here's the real issue. They're trying to say that this is the same. This Russia is the same as the Cold War era. And there is a night and day difference in that, because during that time, Russia was the aggressor and they were putting nuclear weapons on our border. They were putting that they were wanting to put them at Cuba 
and they were a direct threat threat to the national security and the people of the United States. But in this day and time, we're looking at something completely different. The United States is funding a proxy war in Ukraine against Russia, and Ukraine is not a NATO member. So you see, the Biden administration has totally gone against his own words. He said, he said, Ukraine is not a NATO member nation. We will not yeah. be involved in that. He lied to everyone and they're funding Con- the war. Congressman, can you hang on for a short, we got to take a short commercial break. We'd ask you to hang on. we got a few more questions yes. on the other side. Yeah. Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene in the war room. Friends, if you don't yet have the emergency food you're going to need, now is the time to get some for a limited time. You can stock up and save a ton of money with this special offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking 250 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help families more. This is the lowest price since 2019. Think about that. The lowest price since 2019. But they can't do this all day long. Remember, the forces in the world are hell-bent on the destruction of the American way of life. You can only depend on yourself from now on. So get this food supply today. It stays fresh for up to 25 years. So it's ready the moment you and your family need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save $250 on each three-month emergency food kit you acquire. Your order ships fast and it ships free. Don't wait for grocery store shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Joe Biden, he's the one that threatened to withhold money from Ukraine if his son was investigated. So we have to remember who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is the one that is interested in the borders of Ukraine because Joe Biden has business interest over there and many other interests. So this is why you're seeing the Department of Defense in Washington more interested in Ukraine. That and their rare earth minerals over there that fuel and they want desperately for the Green New Deal. They're trying to push our country off of oil and natural gas uh, energy directly onto renewable energy and the Green New Deal. And that is going to be a failure for our entire country. It is literally dangerous and will cause people to die because it doesn't provide enough energy. We can't survive like that. And so when I speak about the border of Ukraine, of course, I'm compassionate about the Ukrainian people. We all are. But the real issue is, is we should care about our border. That's the border that matters to the American people. That's the border that that's the border that matters to the taxpayers. And so there's a giant difference in in the way Americans think about foreign policy and the way Washington thinks about foreign policy. I want to just tell my production team, I want to get the clip of MTG about the impeachments we played uh, for her cold open, just the impeachment part. And I didn't want to attach the Biden's Biden responded to Congressman Green. Um, Congressman Green, before I go to this clip in a second about you, you've been adamant that you back uh, Speaker McCarthy or soon to be Speaker McCarthy in that there will be no political witch hunts like they did on President Trump. There'll be no political impeachments. That there'll be thorough investigations, whether that's in the Hunter Biden situation with the CCP, mm. whether it will be on the southern border, wh- wherever it is, there'll be thorough investigations. And if there's high crimes and misdemeanors or malfeasance, then you'll go to the next phase. Is, is that your position? Is your position the same as McCarthy's? 
Absolutely. I'm not interested in political impeachments. I mean, let's let's really look at political impeachment. I think Bill Clinton's impeachment was political. I think both impeachments of President Trump were were political and they were extremely wrong. You know, I'm a, I'm a very serious person. I care about doing right, doing the right thing for our country. I get mad at my own party just as much as I get mad at Democrats because I don't like failure, especially failure to the American people. Joe Biden should be impeached, though. We have plenty of evidence and we'll be proving that on our committees. And that's what we have to do. That's the functioning Congress. We have to prove that there have been high crimes and misdemeanors. And then we prove the reason to impeach him. That's the only way we're going to impeach Joe Biden. That's how we're going to impeach Merrick Garland. That's how we're going to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. And I'm going to continue to call for it and push for it because that's what the American people want. The polling is there, Steve. It is there. And we have the proof. You see, that's the, that's the important part to talk about. We have the proof and therefore we should do it. Do you know what would be reckless, reckless abandonment of Republicans in charge would be to not impeach Joe Biden, would be to not impeach Merrick Garland, would be to not impeach Secretary Mayorkas, because they would that means the Republican controlled Congress would be failing this country and failing the American people. You see, we need accountability. We can't just let things continue to go on and on in Washington because we're not going to have a country left. You know, Hillary Clinton is, it was attacking me, um, saying that people's lives are in danger because of leadership like mine. No, people's lives are in danger because of leadership like the Democrats and her views and her policies and Joe Biden's views. Who even knows what his views are? I don't think he even knows himself. <laughs> but, but here's what, here's what we have to do is we have to rein Washington in. And that's exactly why I'm there. I don't want to be in Congress, uh, to be, be one-sided or interested in just one party's view. I'm there in I'm there in Washington because I want Washington to remember who the American people are and to work for them again. Because it's it's not a place that I consider fun. It's not a place where I went to go make friends. It's not a place where I'm going to make money because I haven't made any money there. I'm going there to rein Washington in and bring these people's voice back to that city. <laughs> And that means, let me, Steve, let me lay that out. That means, yep. that means securing our southern border. That means saying this country needs to focus on our border. That's not isolationism. That's, that's American. That is exactly what we should do. That means impeaching people that deserve to be fired and have been, have been there too long to begin with. And that's why we're in this mess. So when I, when I talk about these statements, this isn't Marjorie Taylor Greene's agenda for the Republican Party. This is American people's agenda for the Republican Party. Let's play. I want to play. I want to play uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's speech, the clip we have from before President Trump came on stage. And I want to play Joe Biden has responded to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's hear that, too. Now, in January, Republicans can do two main things. We can investigate and bring accountability to the traitors and the thieves in our government exposing their corruption and abuse of power. That's right. We can impeach Secretary Mayorkas. We can impeach Merrick Garland. And we can and we will impeach Joe Biden.
Well, the institutions are under full-blown attack. From the I'm already being told if they win back the House and Senate, they're going to impeach me. I don't know what the hell they're impeach me for. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I'm not joking. And then, and then, then, and then, re no, no. And then recently, they said we should stop talking about that until we win. Marjorie Taylor Greene hasn't stopped talking about that. Marjorie Taylor Greene's up front. Uh, what do you have to say in response? To Joe Biden saying, hey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, what are you talking about? What are you going to impeach me about? Well, Joe Biden, he, he doesn't have a clue, uh, Steve, because look at his mental capacity. It's pathetic and it's failing. And shame on his family and shame on the Democrat Party for putting that man forward to be our president. I mean, that's awful. We should have people that are fit for office. That's one thing I'd like to say. Joe Biden is not fit for office. Secondly, Joe Biden is a politician. That's all he is. So he only knows the talking points they give him, the little cue cards that he messes up and can't read. And he only knows what his handlers tell him to say. Here's what I have to say for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, should, should he, he attacks me every single day, or at least his staff does on his Twitter feed and, and on their Democrat commercials. They think that by targeting me, that they're scaring their voters. Here's the reality. Everywhere I go, every single day in public, People come up to me, and now it's Democrats coming up to me, and they're thanking me and shaking my hand because they they are upset over the failures that their party has brought to this country. And so if Joe Biden wants to talk to me about why I want to impeach him or why he's going to be impeached, why America wants him impeached, then I'd be happy to have that discussion with him on a debate stage. And I challenge him to that debate because I would love to bring forward the evidence and I'd like to see him try to defend himself. He's guilty and he's going to be impeached. Congressman Green, uh, we just want to let the folks in uh, Cobb County know there's no substitute for victory. And in that, can you give us all of your uh, contacts, all of your social media so people can find it and particularly your PAC that is supporting these great America First and MAGA candidates throughout this country? That's right. I'm, I'm on every single social media platform, uh, except my personal account is not back on Twitter. So hopefully that one will be restored. Um, but listen, everybody can, can follow me, find me, uh, the verified accounts on social media. And if you want to support me, it's mtgforamerica.com, mtgforamerica.com. If you want to support great America first candidates, the candidates that I endorse, I support. They're also, uh, endorsed by President Trump. Help me get them elected and help me secure their positions at sasspac.com, S-A-S-S-P-A-C.com, sasspac.com. We're going to save this country, Steve. Cobb County GOP is fired up to do it. And, and we're going to be working hard, working hard to get Herschel across the line on Tuesday. Amen. Uh, tell everybody down there, Congressman Green, we love them. We love Cobb County and we love the posse down there. All right. Steve said he loves you guys. War Room loves you guys. Loves the War Room posse down here. So say thank you. They love you, Steve. They love War Room. Thank you for all okay, you Okay, ma'am. Go to work. Thank you so much, Congressman Green. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. We're going to go from Georgia. We're going to go to Pennsylvania here in a second with the great John Fredericks. But let me say, you know, you got Marjorie Taylor Greene, and they're saying, oh, she's a crazy person. and She's got nothing. Hey, right there. I just want to make sure everybody in this audience understands something. You had the great Jonathan Swan from Axios, the lead political reporter on really what is the establishment's platform. That's Axios. You had Morning Joe, right, talking about the new Republican Party, the changes. We started the day with the cold open saying, 
oh, the Republican Party, the old compromised Republican Party, the old controlled opposition Republican Party is gone. That's because of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. Then you had the Washington Post directly going after her today with a column about her speech in Sioux City about this situation with the Ukraine of what's in the vital national security interest of the United States. Is it the southern border of our country or is it the eastern speaking border of Ukraine? And then finally, you had Joe Biden responding to her saying, hey, I don't even know what she's talking about. I don't know what we're going to get impeached about. That, ladies and gentlemen, is power. That is driving an agenda. And right now, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world are the ones driving the agenda. Before we go to break, let me, I got John Fredericks. John, tell us where you are. We're going to take a break and come back to you. But where are you today, sir? Steve, thanks for having us. We're rock and rolling our bus tour day 20 live here at Latrobe Airport, right in the grounds of the big Donald J. Trump rally coming up for Pennsylvania. We've been in uh, I don't know how many cities over the last 20 days. We're making three stops a day. Record crowd, Steve, wherever we go, we got a hundred, about a thousand people have now signed, uh, the bus top to bottom. We had President Trump on our show on Thursday, uh, talking about, uh, came, came within a hair of endorsing Rick Scott for majority leader. I think we're going to win five seats in the Senate, 50, 55 in the House, 52 major wins. There, this place is already packed. We got here at 7 a.m. You had cars lined up all over the place. Steve, I've never seen enthusiasm like this. You know, I do these bus tours, nothing like this. Wherever we go, there's 100, 150 people. They pack every diner. The ground is fired up for a huge MAGA victory. But let me tell you the other thing. This has nothing to do with the Republican Party. I mean, that's the misnomer here. They're talking about, oh, the Republicans are going to pick up 50 seats. No, MAGA is going to pick up 50 seats. Trump is going to pick up 50 seats. America First is going to pick up 50 seats. That's what this movement is about, Steve. We're going to have John, a super day on Tuesday. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. You're there in the sunshine. It's a it's a football Saturday. We know how much John Frederick's like that. Short break. Back to Pennsylvania La Trobe with John Frederick's in the war room in a moment. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. 
Download now. Okay, welcome back. By the way, all the news on Brazil, you got to get together. It's the only platform in the world that's given it to you. We're going to have more of that, that later, and I'll be up doing all weekend uh, live streams about Brazil and also the run-up uh, to Tuesday. We're going nonstop uh, with uh, Grace Chung, uh, Captain Bannon, and Jane Zirkel. I'll be up and participating in, in uh, virtually all of these. So it'll be nonstop. Make sure you go to Getter. Uh, check my account out. Check the Worms account. Uh, so we're just we're on the and those uh, those Getter uh, feeds are just absolutely on fire. So you got to be a part of it. Um, John Fredericks. First off, real quickly, uh, it, it takes a brave man to be decked out in Astros gear in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania this weekend because uh, there may be a couple of hurt feelings in Pennsylvania after the last couple of days. But, John, we know you're, you're a loyal guy. You're always loyal. That's why you've been a Stroh's fan forever. John, give us a sense. There's all kind of breaking polling. There's talk about a spread between Oz and Fetterman right now. Walk us through, as you see it from the ground, the Oz-Fetterman and then Doug Mastriano, which may be one of the, outside of Kerry Lake, the second most important race in the country. Well, look, uh, Dr. Oz is surging here. I mean, for a, for a guy that uh, is a first-time politician, he has stayed on message crime energy inflation he trounced fetterman in the debate but look you know there's a lot of democrats in this state a lot of unions behind fetterman they don't really care what he stands for they just want a d in there but oz is surging right now i went to an event uh we've we've only done two oz events here the last one we did go to an event at the redline trucking company this is on thursday night in uh, lackawanna county which is joe biden's hometown completely blue county Oz goes there, 625 people, standing room only, put it together in a day and a half, packed the house, tremendous energy. But here was the key. Over 40% of those people, which is about 250, over 40% were new people. So this isn't like you're talking to the uh, choir here. You got all new people, a lot of independents, a lot of Democrats there, concerned about Fetterman. Oz is surging. I tell you what was interesting also, surprise appearance at this rally by Rick Scott, pops up from nowhere, comes in, gives a rallying cry for Oz, gives a great speech. This was just after Thursday a.m. where I had President Trump on my show, and I asked him if Rick Scott could beat McConnell if we win four or five seats, and he said absolutely, and then went on to say how great of a majority leader Rick Scott would be, and then he pops up with Dr. Oz. So Oz is surging. You look at our internal polls right now are up by three but look all the momentum is with oz all of it you look at any of these races steve in pennsylvania where it's tied or the democrats up by one or two we're going to pick three or four seats up in pa everyone that's tied we're going to win because the democrats have no closing argument they have no upside in their voters they're they're just going down all the independents breaking towards republicans and it doesn't matter what state you're in but Oz is in really good shape. Now, let's get to Mastriano. In order for Mastriano to win, we've got to get the turnout in the Trump precincts. we got to get 95%. If you voted for Trump in 16 or 2020 in Pennsylvania, you got to get out and vote for Doug. If you do that, our polls show him down by about three and a half. But look, if Oz wins this race by three, you cut two out of that. Then this thing becomes neck and neck because a lot of people are not going to go Oz and then for the communist Shapiro. So they're going to vote Republican straight ticket. A three-point Oz wins, helps Doug about two, brings him within striking distance. That's why the remainder of our bus tour here is all Doug. And uh, we're going to be at his Mastriano rally Sunday. 
We're in South Philly at Crime Center PA. Monday, we're in Bucks County. We've got to get a vote out there. we got to get our people out for Doug and uh, Carrie. So they have a shot in this race. But Oz is the reason they're closing the gap because Oz is surging, right? I've never seen anything like it at all. You know, he's getting 42, 43% in Philadelphia, about 44% in the Pittsburgh, Allegheny suburbs. The Republicans are going to come home for him. Oz is going to win this thing big. We're going to pick five seats up in the Senate. Senate race you guys got to look at right now. Sleeper, Colorado, O'Day, closing the gap on Michael Bennett. His campaign absolutely flat. Yeah. He has no answers. That's a seat we can pick up. Also, don't be shocked if we pull up a tremendous upset in Vermont. You had him on your show. Gerald Malloy finally getting somebody. Nobody heard of the guy three weeks ago. Trump just backed him. I spent three days there. Uh, we were drawing tremendous crowds. You know, he's within five right now. Steve, th- this is a Trump NATO, a Trump tsunami like nothing you've ever yeah. seen. Tuesday night, Steve, with your live coverage at the rooftop, Constitution Avenue, is going to be an historic night. We're going to win everything, Steve. Real quickly, give us a sense on the ground of Trump and about this uh, in Axios story that the 14th, Monday the 14th, Trump will announce for his uh, third, the three-peat. Uh, what's a, what are folks out there feeling about this, sir? Yes, look, when uh, the president was on my radio show six weeks ago, not the one on Thursday, I asked him uh, when he was going to announce, and he said, John, you're going to be very happy. And he said, point blank, it's going to be sometime, likely, he said, between uh, between Election Day and Thanksgiving. So November 14th, I think, would fit in there. I mean, he's sounding very much now like a candidate. He's put his apparatus together. One of the key moves he made, you went inside baseball on the ground here is he put Chris Lasavita in charge of all of his packs. They're all going to come under one guy that's Lasavita. He's determined to cut out the grift and the nonsense. And that's what it is, the nonsense that went on at the end of the 2020 campaign, $1.2 billion. They ran out of money, couldn't buy ads, didn't have the right lawyers. Lasavita is going to fix that. He was a key appointment by Trump. Means he is serious this time. Very yep. serious. It's it's going to be some campaign. John, but I think John, the action story is probably accurate, Steve. Okay, John, give us everything. How do people follow the bus all weekend until we get back on here? Your show on Monday and followed by the worm. How do how do how do people uh, how do people get to you? Magabusstore.com. Go to magabusstore.com. Our full schedule is there. Our election night show, six p.m. To 2 a.m., we're going to be uh, with Steve by uh, video in and out as he's the anchor. That's going to be in the John Fredericks Radio Network and also on RAV cutting in and out. 6 p.m. to 2. We're going to be live at Oz headquarters in Philadelphia. Go to magabustor.com. You can help us out there. Follow me on all the social media at JF Radio Show. Steve, go Astros. Okay, brother. Thank you. John, the great John Fredericks. Short commercial break, 90 seconds. We're going to be back uh, with Catherine Engelbrecht, the story of Catholic Engelbrecht in prison. You're going to want to stick around for this one. Next. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, 
and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 